language can be humorous. As you look at this slide, you see the word so, as in S-O-W. So what? Well, that same word could also be used and pronounced sow. I'm not trying to confuse you. And that's a mother pig, right? Scripture talks about the sow. The sow, after washing herself, returns to swallow in the mire. 2 Peter 2.22 But I'm talking about sowing, as in sow. Now you might be going, you mean your clothes? No, that's S-E-W. It sounds just like sow and looks like sow. This is trying to be humorous. <laughs> Gail, I can count on you. Rather, we're looking at the idea of sowing seeds. And then you go, are we looking at the idea of physical seeds or spiritual? Well, hopefully this lesson will lead us into the spiritual idea. For one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So the lesson is called, So What? And not S-O, so what, as in I don't really care. But what are we supposed to sow? So what? The first point is to the flesh. For the one who sows to the flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. Galatians 6, the first part of verse 8. Now the flesh is what is separate from the soul. This isn't hard to figure out. Anything I do for my body will eventually lead to corruption. It'll turn to dust. I could take my vitamins. I could take my fish oil if I have high cholesterol issues. I can keep fit. I can exercise. But like a U-Haul at a funeral, I can't take it with me. Now, being physically fit is not bad. It's actually good. There's nothing wrong with it. It has some value, Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. They teach us how to grow physically in school. We learn it in scouts. We learn it in sports. The military does it. And guess what? Even preacher schools tell you this. Preachers, it's important to keep yourself healthy. I disobeyed that one many times. However, there are things even more important than sowing to your own flesh. That intellect. Are there things more important than sowing to our intellect? What about making money? Pleasure, achievements, or any lifestyle focused on self. Paul said this concerning true Jews in the Jewish faith. 
Romans chapter 2, verse 28 through 29. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical, but a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart. By the Spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. So we're starting to see a difference, aren't we? So what? If you ever watched any of those preachers on television, certain of them uh, make quite a bit of money. Uh, I was looking at some that have a portfolio. One guy had $350 million, $250 million, $150 million. There are some of our health and wealth preachers out there. They're an interesting bunch. Maybe not in the right way. They love this word so. But they don't use it in prayer. They don't use it in reference to the Bible, God's word. They don't use it in reference to evangelism, truly. If you sow your money and you give it to me, well, they don't say it exactly that way, God will owe you. So they have this whole theology around how do we make God indebted to us? Well, you give to my ministry and you have a receipt that you can cash in any time with God or an IOU. And you could pull those resources from God whenever you need it. It will come back to you. But you must sow. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, first part. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. I hope I wasn't too hard and unfair in my description of those so-called. The second point, so what? Sow to the Spirit. But Paul emphasized that sowing to the Spirit is much more beneficial and rewarding. There's a song. I'm not going to try to sing the whole thing. It's about five minutes long. It's by Tears for Fears. If you don't know who that group was, go back to the 80s. And you can find this Canadian group. I was waiting for Sheena to be here. Tears for Fears. And they sing a song, Sowing the Seeds of Love. Sowing the Seeds of Love. It's a neat song. It's just something that came to my mind when I was thinking about this lesson. The song basically asks the question, what's really important? What's really important? Is it personal gain? Is it politics? What about other people but yourself? There's a phrase in that song that goes like this. Time to eat all your words. Swallow your pride. Open your eyes. God wants us 
to overemphasize what we sow to the Spirit rather than what we sow to the flesh. A choice must be made, and we as Christians must choose correctly. And if I can use the term in Mark, immediately. Now! We must choose correctly. There's a neat story for those of you who like to hunt. This guy named Bill Hill. Montana guide. You can imagine the rough and ruggedness of this individual. He takes people out. He carries his bear pistol with him wherever he goes because that's in the country he's in. But he was on land that you're not allowed to hunt on. And a grizzly came at him. A grizzly bear came at him. His defense before the authorities was this. As the bear rushed at me, I had no trouble deciding who the endangered species was about to be. You see, we must live with clarity. And the clarity of Bill, the mountain guide, was this. It's either him or me. It's now. It's the immediate I must understand that I am more important than that grizzly bear. Your spiritual walk, your spiritual life, sowing to the Spirit is more important than your fleshly life that will eventually see corruption. We must live with clarity. Our flesh reaping corruption or the Spirit reaping life and not any kind of life, right? Eternal life. Can you see it out there? Can you see it in your mind's eye what you're going for? The reward in heaven is great. But it doesn't come by focus, focusing only on our flesh. It comes by focusing on the Spirit. Sowing to the Spirit. The one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit. It goes back to that First Peter idea. Divine power has given us everything. It's from the Spirit that we receive eternal life. Not from our flesh that we earn eternal life, but from the Spirit in whom we're sowing, whose divine power we're relying on, that brings us life. And I don't know about you, but I'm giddy about life. <laughs> I like it! Eternal life. We must think about godliness, though. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. We must think about godliness. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. 
Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. As it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive. Because we have our hope set on the living God. Not on the plants that are gone in a season. Or on the cattle. Or on our physical skills that will diminish. Or on our intellect that can be overcome with Alzheimer's. For to this we end, we end we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. The last point in so what is God's goodness. You know, God's goodness is something to brag about. You ever, you ever like talking to those people who said, Wow, that hasn't God done a great deal. Did you see that sunrise this morning? Whew, I couldn't have done that. That's God's goodness. Did you see the moon? I couldn't have done that. That's God's goodness. Did you see all those street lights that hid the sky? That's my doing. Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to read verses 1 through 10. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone, and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But from the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those of the household of faith. You see, we can use God's to-do list to help us understand what we can do to sow to the Spirit. So I just looked at what I just read briefly. Restore one who has transgressed. Chapter 6, verse 1. Would that be sowing to the Spirit? Boy, would it. Bear each other's burdens. Would that be sowing to the Spirit? There are some burdens that are so heavy, you need a group of people to use their shoulders to help out. That's what we're here for. Would that be sowing to the Spirit? Share with those who teach God's word according to 
the real gospel. And I just want to say blessings on everybody here, for you have really blessed my family in this way. That's sowing to the Spirit. I don't have $250 million in the bank, though. But lastly, within this text, Galatians 6, 9 through 10. Let's show ourselves as God's people who seek eternal life. And we will sow to the Spirit. And let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season we will reap. What are we reaping in this context? Of the flesh to corruption? Or the spirit to eternal life? If we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. The lesson is called, So What?, The points are to the flesh, which will end in corruption, to the spirit, which will end in eternal life, and recognize where our list comes from. God's goodness. If there's anybody here today who has any prayer concerns or or any other thing you'd like to share with the body, please come forward now as together we stand and sing.